your eyes to the skies. It's time for Space Out on 95 PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. David Britton from Stardom. You. Hi, how are you? Good, mate. What's going on? What's going on? Bit grey uh, for you, isn't it? Feet up and waiting for the levels to change. Fair enough. Yeah. Can you see the stars, David? What's that? Can you see the stars? Stars? Not really. The smell of the day, mate. Got to wait till the sun sets before we can really see the stars. And for the clouds to go, John. Don't be a ning-nong. Well, I mean, yeah, the main thing is the cloud. Oh, wait. You can, you can see some... You can see uh, a couple of planets in the daytime, actually, but as long as you know where to look and don't look at the sun, but you can't do much with the clouds there day or night. <sighs> Thank you. I thought I had something. I thought I was onto something there. Yeah, what was that music I just heard? This is what I play underneath us all the time. It's relaxing space music for sleep. I'm trying to keep the, the conversation as open as possible, David, you know? Oh, I see. That's not your sort of anti-tinnitus um, music because I have that effect on you or anything. No, no, no. We just like to chuck a little bit underneath uh, our chat here just to put us in a bit more of a cosmic realm. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. I'm up for any experimentation, I guess. Well, I mean, we've been doing it the whole time we've been chatting, so... <laughs> well, I can't hear it. I know. That's why it's perfect. <laughs> What's going on anyway, mate? Right. Okay. Well, now, now I know what's been revealed. Um, well, uh, three space missions are near or at Mars. Um, two have already arrived successfully, and there's one to come. So, the first one to arrive was from uh, the United Arab Emirates. Emirates, um, their first ever interplanetary mission. Um, it uh, reached Mars uh, last week and successfully went into orbit around Mars. It had to slow down from 121,000 kilometres an hour to 18,000 kilometres an hour. Uh, so it, it managed that and has uh, gone into orbit and now it'll spend its time getting into the, uh, the right orbit and, and checking out its systems and making sure everything's okay. It's an interesting um, mission, actually. I mean, it's, it's quite a modest um, spacecraft, uh, I mean, yeah, compared with, say, NASA and so on. But the, the, the thought behind it is quite intriguing. What they've done is to put it into an orbit that brings it down to about 20,000 kilometres above the surface, and then it loops out in an oval to more than double that. So as it comes down near the closer to the surface, it speeds up, but you're going to get a closer view of, of what's happening beneath you. But as it goes further out in the outer part of its orbit, it slows down. So it actually spends more time at about 43,000 kilometres where it gives a broad view of the planet. And all the time that it's doing that, the planet itself is actually rotating. It all rotates about the same speed as the Earth. Its day is about the same as an Earth day. So what that means is it is going to get a good view of the surface and the atmosphere and the weather on Mars um, up close and from further back. So it gets a wide-ranging overview of what's happening with the surface and the atmosphere and the much more close-up detailed view. And over time, it'll get that 
uh, of the whole planet, uh, north and south, not just around the equator. Um, and over time, so it'll be able to see changes. So, yeah, quite quite an interesting uh, mission that uh, they put together. How much research has been done on Mars's weather by other nations? Oh, a lot, but it's um, in conjunction with what else is doing. I mean, uh, NASA and uh, European Space Agency have had um, spacecraft orbiting Mars for many, many years, um, but they serve more than one purpose. They do a lot of surface photography and mapping, so they know a lot about the surface um, in, in great detail. And what happens with the atmosphere is sort of basically what comes between them and what's happening on the surface. Um, the other reason those spacecraft are there is to provide um, communication links with rovers on the surface. So they don't want to get into an orbit that's too far away or too um, much of an angle. Uh, so they're not ideally placed for this, whereas this um, UAE um, probe is, is a much better um, solution to, to finding out um, about the changes in the atmosphere and what's going on at Mars there. Nice one. Now the Chinese have also sent up a space shuttle. Is that going to be in or orbit or is that landing on the surface? Uh, well, actually both. Um, it's actually gone into orbit. That, that was at the end of last week, so they were the second to arrive. By the way, UAE is only the fifth um, space agency to have um, anything successfully at, at uh, Mars, and China is the sixth um, uh, agency. So there's not many. It's been NASA, the Soviet Union, European Space Agency, and India uh, have already um, or already do have um, spacecraft and rovers there. Um, yeah, the Chinese one has gone into orbit, and that's going to settle in its orbit and get all, all, all everything right. Then it's going to release a lander. So that'll come down a bit like the lander on the moon. It'll use rockets uh, to land, and the rover is inside that, if you like. And then when it does land um, successfully, um, the top of it basically will open out and ramps will... Um, fold out, and then the rover will go down the ramps and onto the surface. So this is a three-part um, mission, really. The rover will go out looking for stuff and using its instruments. Um, it will communicate with the lander um, uh, to some extent, um, but it'll also communicate with the orbiter that's going around uh, above, um, and that orbiter will relay communications back to Earth. Uh, so the orbiter has got much bigger, uh, bigger solar panels and more um, power, more energy. So it, it can send the radio signals back to Earth and, and transfer the Earth back to the rover. So there's a three-part um, arrival. So those, those two missions are there. Um, and the one to come is the USA um, rover called Perseverance. And that, that arrives on Friday morning, New Zealand time. Um, that is um, um, a lander rover. Um, they don't need to have an orbiter because they already have um, spacecraft orbiting Mars that will um, act as communications relay stations. Um, but this one, Perseverance, is the biggest one. It's, it's even bigger than Curiosity. It weighs about a tonne, thousand now, kilograms. David, does it have a helicopter on board? It does. You've been doing your homework mm. again. It's really good. Yes, um, absolutely. Um, so it's called Ingenuity, this helicopter. You know, the NASA loves 
giving them all sorts of uh, funny names. Or, sorry, um, weird names. Um, yeah, so Ingenuity, it's a test vehicle. So um, the atmosphere on Mars is unbelievably thin. Um, it's hard to imagine how thin at the surface it is, like half a percent of the atmosphere on our sur the surface of the Earth. Um, I mean, at Stardome, um, we have a vacuum chamber that we use for experiments and demonstrations for students and so on. Um, and the vacuum we get in there will boil water at 30 degrees Celsius, okay? The low pressure means the water, if you heat it up, will actually boil, not at 100 degrees, but at 30. That vacuum is well above the vacuum at Mars. We, that we can't actually, um, at Stardom, produce a vacuum equivalent to Mars. It's extremely thin. So um, this is a test vehicle to see whether they can get you know, they've done all their calculations and done testing on Earth, see if they can get it working on Mars. Now, remember, because any um, radio message you send to Mars can take up to 20 minutes to get there. So the uh, helicopter, like the rovers, has to be um, self-regulating, um, if you like. You can't um, control it like a radio-controlled car you would on Earth. Um, it has to be able to go do its thing and land all on its own um, and hopefully um, it's not going to get into trouble. Yeah, but I mean, I'll follow up more about that after the, the landing and what happens with the other missions as well. Uh, the first thing, of course, the perseverance is to land. Now, th th that one's different, whereas um, the Chinese one has gone into orbit around Mars and then from there it's going to go down to the surface. The NASA one is arriving from the Earth and it's going to go straight into the atmosphere, use the atmosphere to break. Then it's going to use the sky crane system, um, as it did with Curiosity. So it's got to slow down from the speed of arriving from the Earth to landing on the surface all in one go in seven minutes. So it's a more um, highly energetic way of arriving. Um, so it doesn't go into orbit first and then go from that slower speed down to the surface. Um, so that's on Monday morning. Now, at Stardome, we were planning on um, having an, an open time for that where um, the public will come along for free um, and learn about it and then follow it live um, from NASA on the, the big screen at, at Stardome. What level so would you need to be at? We will be doing that if the alert levels um, have dropped um, and allow that. Um, but at the moment, Stardome is closed. Mm. Um, at level three, um, there's no no one uh, is allowed to um, visit. Um, it's a public building. Do you know what um, level you, that is when, that you're allowed to open? Uh, well, if if it's if the alert levels by Friday um, allow um, this to happen, then we'll go ahead. Um, so do, people just need to look, watch the, our website. Um, updates will be on our Facebook and Instagram. Um, as well. So potentially um, level two, just have to f be specific about what the alert level actually is before. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, basically, um, it's saying when um, the advice uh, from from government and, and health and so on says that it's safe to open, then Stardome will open. Yeah. So it's, it's not up, Stardome won't just do it on its own. No, I didn't mean that at all. I just mean I thought there was a level that you'd know that you'd, you could open at, like a number. But no, that all good. Totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's never quite as, as simple. So 
But if it does go ahead, there's a free public event uh, from 9am to 10.30am. Um, so, I mean, hopefully it can. But if it doesn't go ahead, I mean, people can still follow online. Um, there's lots of um, links um, uh, to that. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't double-checked our website. I don't think there's a link there just yet, but maybe um, uh, someone will put a link up on the starting website. That's In the articles that mm. I'll put up on the website, um, there'll be links there. Um, but, yeah, things, are, as you might appreciate during uh, these lockdowns, not quite as... <laughs> Straightforward as yeah. they normally be when you I got feel like if it's a ground. public event, you kind of you need to be in level one territory. Yeah, for, for yeah, to yeah chuck pro- numbers probably. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, all good, all good, mate. As, uh, as we we'll, as we do, we'll uh, just play it by ear. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, not just by ear, but you know, check the website um, each day and and um, play it by eye when as it well. Changes, it'll be updated. Definitely use your eyes and your ears, I think, as well, and use the use your little bit of brain as well to control the two, probably. Fantastic music. <laughs> All right, David. Was there anything else? That we oh, I thought to... you were going to put me to sleep then. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um, well, in the, in the sky. I mean, there is still a sky at night. Um, so tonight there's a really thin crescent moon out uh, west northwest. Nice and low, opportunities for some astrophotos perhaps. Um, you know how during the year the sun is high in, in summer and it's low in winter? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people don't realise that the moon does that as well, but it does it the opposite way. So in, in winter the um, moon is high at night and in summer it's low. So in fact, um, on uh, February 23rd, next Tuesday, um, the moon will be the lowest north um, for, the, for this year, so it'll be 25 degrees above the horizon. So the moon won't be getting any time high um, in the next uh, um, in this cycle um, before moon on the 27th. So yeah, people might look out for that and think oh, that moon's really low at the north. Well, it does it every year, but um, yeah, opposite to what the sun does. Uh, the planets, I'm afraid uh, Venus is gone, it's, it's too close to the the sun, but Jupiter, Saturn, and Mercury—they're um, rising in the morning, so they're all morning uh, planets. I'm afraid. Um, yeah, well, I'm not afraid if, if people are. Maybe in lockdown, people might take that opportunity. Um, so after sunset, the only planet we can see is Mars, which is um, uh, about 24 degrees north, next to Mars. Well, quite close to Mars, three years it happens. Uh, somebody just texted in saying we might be interested to know that the graduate from Auckland University, Joe Bokett, is currently working uh, at NASA on the Mars rover. One of his job titles is de- Deputy Task Manager on the Mars rover. There you go. Deputy what manager? Task Manager. Okay. Hmm. So, w- mm. okay, well, maybe people Google that and find out more. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it is. Rad. There you go. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. All right, David, thank you very much, mate. It's always a pleasure. And uh, we will, of course, keep an eye on uh, when we can get to the Stardome and have a look around, no doubt. Well, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So to keep an eye on, on the website and uh, um, Facebook and uh, Instagram and so on. Kia ora, mate. Catch you later. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.